0: Hi, welcome to Bookie. To unlock more world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get seven days free trail with more features. Today we will unlock the book Punished by Rewards. There was an experiment in which researchers divided college students into two groups and asked them to independently solve complicated math problems. One group of students would be rewarded after they had solved the problems, while the other group was not rewarded. During the experiment, students had a 10-minute break. Both groups could decide by themselves whether they would like to keep solving problems or take a break during this time. In the end, the experiment discovered that the rewarded group of students spent less time on the problems during the break, while the unrewarded group was more interested in solving problems. Why would that be? To put it simply, it is because compared to earlier times, receiving no reward during the break time means a decrease in people's interest in what they are doing. You might be surprised by the result of this experiment, but whether you believe it or not, it is a fact, rewards will decrease people's internal motivators and people's passion and interest in doing things. So, what damage and influence do long-term rewards have on people? Punished by Rewards will give you the answer. Since its first publication in 1993, it has benefited millions of parents, teachers, and administrators. Renowned expert on communication between adults and children Adele Faber praises this book for being very clear, challenging, and satisfying, and suggests that every parent and teacher should own a copy of it. The author of this book Alfie Cohn is said by fortune to be America's most biting critic of money as a motivator. And Time says he is perhaps the country's most outspoken critic of education's fixation on grades and test scores. Cohn points out the reasons for the failure of rewards teaches people the proper way to praise and encourage, and asks people to use the three factors of incentives to truly stimulate their internal motivators. Next, let us start reading this book and discuss three issues together. The first issue, why do rewards ultimately fail? The second issue, what should we pay attention to when praising other people? The third issue, how to use the three factors of incentives to stimulate the internal motivators? Let us begin with a real life example. In order to make George develop a good reading habit, his mother set up an incentive plan for him he would receive $2 every time he successfully finished a book. At first, George was very enthusiastic and devoted to reading. But after a while, George gradually lost his interest and patience. Until one day, George took out $4 and gave them to his mother. You can have these $4. I don't want to read for these two days. Since then, no matter what, George wouldn't touch those extracurricular books. His mother's incentive plan ultimately failed. I believe you are familiar with this picture. We have all tried rewards in life in order to improve people's productivity or have been ourselves rewarded like this. But things usually do not work out that way. Rewards only have a temporary effect and ultimately fail. What reason leads to the ultimate failure of rewards? Next, we will analyze for you the five reasons behind the failure of reward-based approaches. The first reason is that rewards make people feel manipulated. Speaking of rewards, there must also be punishments. We all know that punishments are not advisable, but rewards are actually no better than punishments. Cohn emphasizes in his book that the ultimate goal of these two is the same. They want to make people act according to one's own will. But a problem arises from this, when a man feels that he's being manipulated, it is unlikely for him to do this thing willingly. Thus, the method of reward due A to get B will not make things better. Here is an example, parents promise a child that if he goes to bed on time every day, they will take him to the circus on Sunday. But if the circus is cancelled, the child will no longer be willing to obediently go to bed. From the very beginning, the child did not go to bed willingly. It was the parents who manipulated the child to go to bed on time to see the circus. And once this manipulation is gone, things inevitably fail. Now let us look at the second reason behind the failure of rewards, they break personal relationships. Many people will be curious, how do rewards break personal relationships? In fact, there is a complicated mechanism at work in personal relationships, Usually, people compete for tempting rewards, which causes envy and conflict. Such competition will surely do damage to relationships among people. Cohn believes that rewards create scarcity artificially. Under these circumstances, people find it difficult to cooperate with each other, because others are just an obstacle on each other's way to success. And they also feel entitled to do whatever it takes to reach their goal. As a result you will see colleagues scheming against each other, snitching and flattering for a project's bonus. This not only happens in the office, but in school as well. Teachers are also fond of using rewards to create artificial scarcity. For example, a teacher might say, if we keep behaving, we can have an ice cream party after school today. Hearing this news, every student becomes super joyful and actively performs their schoolwork. But when school is over, the teacher says, class, because Maria did not behave well, I am sorry to announce that the ice cream part is canceled. At this point, every child would be disappointed and even angry. But will they be angry at the teacher? Of course not. They will vent their disappointment and anger upon that naughty Maria. Generally speaking, rewards create competition and make it difficult to feel compassion and goodwill around you. You will think that everyone is just an obstacle on your way to success. They are coveting your spoils and are jealous of your success. Personal relationships worsen under such a mechanism. Next, let us look at the third reason behind the failure of rewards. They make people ignore the true reason behind a problem. Normally, when people use rewards, they only have one goal, to make the one rewarded immediately obedient to them. This results in the rewarder's unwillingness to spend time and energy on the true reason behind the problem, and the problem will likely remain unsolved. Let us try to explain this issue with an example. When a child is unwilling to eat obediently, parents immediately use rewards, come and finish your dinner, and you can be rewarded with cartoons later. By doing so, parents convey that they only want their child to finish his dinner at this very moment but they remain ignorant as to the reason behind the child's unwillingness to eat. The correct thing for parents to do is to think when a problem arises, is there something wrong with the child's body and digestive system that results in his unwillingness to eat? Or is it that he does not like the food? Or is he expressing his anger by refusing to eat? Finding the true reason is the only way to fundamentally solve this problem of the child's unwillingness to eat. So, we need to find out the reasons when we are facing all kinds of problems in life, instead of trying to use rewards to temporarily change people's behavior. The fourth reason behind rewards failure is that they impede adventurism and creativity. As a psychologist points out, rewards are the enemy of exploration. When people have rewards in front of them, they will not venture to take on more meaningful challenges, because they feel safe in receiving rewards they tend to do things that are likely to quickly succeed. Only by doing this can that person be quickly rewarded. Cohn emphasizes in his book, when a reward is offered, people's objective is no longer to finish their mission in a high-quality manner, but to get the reward as soon as possible. To put it more simply, the extrinsic motivator of rewards makes people desire quick wins, and so they are unwilling to spend time on exploration, innovation, and adequately finishing their job. About this point, if you who are listening to this bookie are an educator or a parent, then you must take notice. A lot of teachers and parents adopt material rewards in order to encourage children to read, such as one dollar for one book read. As a result, children pick thin and easy books to read simply for the amount and the rewards. Children will not explore and contemplate the deep thoughts in the books, And will not try challenging books in the end the result of this educational assignment goes against its original purpose the fifth and also the most important reason is that rewards impair people's internal motivators in fact people are influenced by two motivators when they do something extrinsic and internal motivators a reward is a temptation external to the job itself and thus functions as an extrinsic motivator contrary to this the pleasure we gain from the thing itself is the internal motivator. And the internal motivator is the fundamental reason that drives people to carry out their best performance. Thus, the most fundamental reason rewards fail is that they impair people's internal motivator in doing something. The book mentions an experiment done by Mark Leper of Stanford University. Leper asked 51 preschool kids to draw with magic markers. Kids of this age are very interested in drawing with markers. But some of them were told that if they kept drawing, they would be rewarded with a pretty certificate. And when he observed these kids once again after a week, he found that of the kids interested in drawing, those who were promised a certificate worked far less than the ones not promised a certificate. The interest in drawing was originally from the kids' hearts, which is the internal motivator. But Leper's reward of the certificate... As an extrinsic motivator, forcibly impaired those kids' internal motivator to draw. Kids no longer drew for their internal joy and interest, but were instead driven by rewards. Children's interest in drawing was thus destroyed by the reward. Teachers and parents should be cautious of using rewards under such circumstances. Those are the five major reasons behind the failure of rewards and the punishments of rewards. Let us summarize them. First, rewards make people feel controlled and manipulated rather than willing. Second, rewards function as an artificial scarcity which leads to competition, and improper competition breaks personal relationship. Third, rewards are about solving the issue at hand quickly, and would ignore the deep reason behind the issue. Fourth, when faced with rewards, people often pick jobs that are simple and easy to accomplish, and this hinders adventurism and creativity. Last and most importantly, rewards are a kind of extrinsic motivator and impair people's internal motivators in doing things. Today we are just sharing Limited Bookie. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for BOOKEY at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features.